0: it's always game day in cincinnati with lindsey patterson and mike
1: santagata we are back on it's always game day in cincinnati mike santagata lindsey patterson here what's going on mike
0: nothing it's it's the grind until april right we are (sighs) i am grinding college stuff non-stop hitting the black market because they don't have a real place for you to find coaches film And also go into YouTube because even my sources don't have Syracuse film. So I'll eventually get there.
1: Well, I'm grateful that the NFL Combine is this week. And for me personally, I'm not going to grind the tape and watch it all weekend. I'm going to take the Cliff Notes version over on Twitter. When people just tell me what I need to know, give me the quick notes, tweets, videos, photos.
0: The funny thing about grinding like the Combine, I watch it for the fun factor sometimes. But have you ever seen... The guy who goes there and the 40s laser timed, but he stands there one eye closed, one eye open with his stopwatch and does it himself. Have you never I seen that him. guy?
1: No, I'm gonna pay attention this weekend when the replay is like
0: yeah, he's like an 80-year-old guy, and he does that. And I am amazed every time it's like how how much and I guess a lot of scouts do it for some reason, but like what's the difference, you know? Like, I'm watching that guy, they're all on the laser time. I don't what what's this for? <laughs> what are we doing here? I just, wish- work harder not smarter
1: 100 <laughs> it's 2023 but one of my favorite things about the combine and you see it on social media all the media members that are there all they talk about is going to the steakhouse and chatting oh with all the different people. Like I we could probably go on there right now and find a million tweets saying gotta go to St. Elmo's, gotta go here, gonna you know, and just different stories will come out the next day because they see coaches and scouts there. Oh, uh, but hey, credit to them, they're just trying to get uh more relationships in Indy before uh you know the NFL draft starts. So I'm excited because we heard from Zach Taylor and Duke Tobin and Duke Tobin for me little surprising today one of the things I like about Duke Tobin is we we mentioned before we recorded he's pretty honest guy uh, but he doesn't always say everything that we you know maybe we want him to say during the combine week and he was asked about a couple players and I want to start with T Higgins first because that's been a hot topic this offseason I mean NFL insiders are writing about it I think Albert Breer had a piece the other day talking about the Bengals we're all bored they're, we are bored. You're right. We are extremely <laughs> bored of T Higgins over pretty much, you know, any other player that's under contract right now, because T Higgins is under contract and any I think a lot of people forget about that. But Duke Tobin was asked about it. And he pretty much is like, look, I'm not in the business to make other teams better. He's said that before. That is one of his quotes that we always hear when it comes from Duke Tobin. And I truly feel the Bengals front office feels that way. Look, in the future, the, the extension talks are happening now. They'll probably gonna, they're probably going to happen going into next offseason if they don't get done, of course, this year. But one of the things that he said is, hey, look, they can go find their own receiver. And I loved that because we just hear these stories. They're recycled by other people on social media. And it's really kind of exhausting to hear, to think this guy's going to be under contract for the Cincinnati Bengals next year. And he will be playing in Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. uh, Right or wrong. They were always keeping T Higgins this year and they're probably keeping him next year. I, they are not a team. There are teams out there like this. Uh, I can think of the chiefs and Packers just did it. And I think years ago, the Texans did this with DeAndre Hopkins. And, well, I guess the Chiefs got talked into it because they requested a trade. Uh, Tyreek Hill did. But, you know, there's teams that will trade a guy, maximize the value. You probably hear that. We need to get, you know, a first-round pick for this guy type thing. Right or wrong? The Bengals don't feel that way about guys they want to keep. They probably would do this about Jesse Bates because to them right here, they're fine getting the comp pick later and then using those guys to compete now. I feel like that's just missing. Like there's only one school of thought and it's maximize trade value, maximize value. If you try to trade them on the tag, you won't get two first round picks. They don't care. Like it's just, I understand that thought process but it's not the only argument here. The other argument is we just went to a Super Bowl and an AFC championship game. We are not a better team even with the first overall pick. now I'm not saying they would turn down the first overall pick for T Higgins, but even with that, even with Jalen Carter or Will Anderson or trading down and drafting whoever you love, they're not a better team with those rookies than they are with T Higgins. They might be better for the future, but it's something we've talked about. It's something I believe in. Pay your blue chip players. Because I don't care that $100 million will go to the two wide receivers and a quarterback every year because those are the best players. Why am I paying worse pay players just to get different positions in there? I'm paying my blue chip guys and I'm worrying about filling the other stuff later because there's a bigger drop off from whoever. Uh, you could think, well, they're not going to pay Jonah Williams after that last year. <laughs> but just other, even if they were going to bring a guy, Orlando Brown, the, the drop off from Orlando Brown to the guy that they could get somewhere else for less money is bigger than the drop-off they would get from T Higgins to whoever they re- try to replace him with because T Higgins is a better player than Orlando Brown and it's the same contract I don't know why that one's okay it's okay to give up a hundred million dollars to a left tackle quarterback and wide receiver because they're different positions compared to doing it for the better player but that's enough of my rant I am glad they do this because I agree with this one uh if T Higgins would say no I want out I want this they might actually listen and trade him. But when he wants to stay, and even if it looks a little bleak because it's David Mulgeta as his agent, it doesn't mean he can't be extended. And I think the Bengals agree that they're going to try their hardest to keep him.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. One of the most important things, you could even go back to last year when this past season, when they were without Jamar Chase and T. Higgins stepped up because you had another number one receiver. This team went three and one. And I 1500 still- 1,500
0: yards is what he was on pace for
1: absolutely incredible T Higgins to step up out there and you know having him on the field is a huge difference maker and that's that's important in this window for a team that is Playing with a rookie contract and Joe Burrow, even if Joe Burrow is extended this offseason, which I feel like is going to happen, that's not going to impact what the money really looks like going into the 2023 and 2024 season. You know, start talking 25, 26. That's going to look a little different on the books. But personally, like this team doesn't want to lose a wide receiver one. They have two. On, and that and that's, you know, the other 31 teams that missed out on T. Higgins in the 2020 draft. The Bengals drafted him first pick in the second round. Everyone else had a shot, and they decided to go against drafting him. I'm sure if there was a redraft, T. Higgins. If there was a redraft in 2020, does T. Higgins go in the top 10? Yeah. Green Bay? No, no Green Bay wouldn't have been Green in Bay the top wouldn't,
0: 10. wouldn't have been there. I mean, I would take him over C.D. Lamb then I feel like that's blasphemy to some. But see, Liam mm-hmm. slot guy, a tiny bit more replaceable. He's very good. But what T. Higgins can do on the outside is more impressive to me, especially because he has that sink. He has that route running. He's not just a contested catch guy. He does everything. I think I would take him over CD as the number one wide receiver in that draft. So, I mean, I can't think who else. There's tough questions, but, like, after you get past – I need the list in front of me. Uh, well, he, that wouldn't be the wide receiver number one because Justin Jefferson clearly wide receiver one Let's just, that's clearly the number one. 100%. Wide
1: receiver.
0: He's going top three, <laughs> probably after the two quarterbacks. Uh, but yeah, when you get to the top 10, like it's not as strong of a draft class as I think people thought it would be. I take T Higgins over Chase Young. I'd take him over quite a few guys. I, I don't know. Like uh, when I'm looking at that in my mind, easily top 10 probably just outside the top five, like pick seven. I don't know who that was, but sure. Give them T Higgins in a redraft.
1: One of my favorite things we kind of heard going into the chargers.
0: Sorry. I was just thinking out loud. I was like, I think Justin Herbert might've been pick seven. I am Googling this. I am sorry for interrupting you.
1: No, you're fine. You're fine. Now I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe it was. But one of my favorite things about the 2022 season going into it, you know, Bengals fans would say, oh, they have two top 10 receivers on, on their roster. And then the NFL fans would be like, no, T. Higgins isn't a top 10 wide receiver. When you look at all the NFL receivers in the league, where are you ranking T right now?
0: Uh, he's got a top 10 feel. Like, Is he actually in the top 10? I don't know. By the way, pick seven Carolina right after the Chargers. So Carolina you know, could use him, sure. Anyway, sure. Uh, the I don't know if I could find the exact top 10 wide receivers and let that work but in my mind if you just ask me like yeah sure top 10 wide receiver he, he feels that way he's got that tier vibe whatever he's a high end or well he's a wide receiver one and I think easily make the case for top 10 like him or Omari Cooper you could fight either way on it that's probably the back no. end of the top 10 him or Jalen Waddle I don't know whoever you want to argue there uh, we're not
1: putting to over him
0: <laughs> I don't think I would but it, you know it's on my mind of like guys who might be in the back end of a top 10 list, Mike Evans or T Higgins. I don't know. Like you could argue either way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I like that comparison. I also want to talk about Joe Mixon because we heard from Zach Taylor today and Duke Tobin. Joe Mixon currently under contract for the Cincinnati Bengals for the 2023 season. We've talked about it plenty when it comes to his contract. Are they going to pay him 12 million dollars? Are they going to restructure or are they or, or will they cut him? And it pretty much sounded like from Duke Tobin and Zach Taylor. Look, we don't know right now. We don't know what the future of the running back room looks like. For me, that was a little surprising. Yes, Samaj P. Ryan isn't under contract right now, but Joe Mixon is still on the roster, and they just it sounded more confident about some other players on the roster than it did Joe Mixon. Were you surprised with, with Duke Tobin's comments?
0: Yeah. surprised, not shocked. I think is how I would say that, um, to be open about it. Like this is kind of what we thought, right? I don't know if he's going to be on the roster because what if B. John Robinson falls to us and then you don't want to have the first round running back with paying a running back that much type deal. So I get that, but to say it openly is all right. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I'm surprised. I think if you cut him though, in my gut, I say you cut him before the draft, but I don't know, like I get the argument for after the point of cutting him though, is it to save money and cap for, you know, um, extensions and whatnot, because cap hits are usually lowered from an extension or Is it just because of the resource value and then you get to roll more money in the next year. So that makes sense. And then the third one is you cut him so that you can have more money to play with in free agency. That's what I think would be the main reason. So that's why I would say you probably cut him earlier, but I don't know. It's also hard because he's a starting caliber running back and a good one at that. I I forgot. It's high price tag that I think people think the Bengals are struggling with so you won't have a starting running back if you cut him now like they don't see Trayvon Williams or Chris Evans as starting running backs or even running backs that should take 100 snaps they see them as special teams guys so I don't think they would cut him in the next week but I don't know maybe I I don't see it happening I think if they do cut him it would be because something happened in the draft and they have a guy they want to make the lead the lead horse now but it was interesting. I was surprised by that comment just to be so open about it. And I guess it is better to be open about it and talk about it like that than it is to try to say Joe Mixon is our starting running back. And then a guy falls to you and you go, well, sorry, Joe.
1: Well, it was funny because the Tampa GM actually kind of did a similar situation. He yeah, with
0: uh, Fournette.
1: <laughs> like maybe 30 minutes later to an hour later. They cutting, he-
0: yeah, they were cutting him 30 minutes after he said.
1: I mean he knew that was going to happen. So I was a little a little surprised by that comment, but yeah, they were really honest about it. And that's going to be the huge topic of conversation. Me personally, I don't think they cut him until after the draft. And maybe it is before June. Maybe, you know, the the factor of the is it 2 to 3 million dollar difference if they cut him in June versus cutting him prior you to can June. You also
0: designate a post-June first cut. So like you cut him now and say we're doing this June first. Put in the paperwork. You save the extra money. Whatever. They don't always do that, though. I, I don't think that's in the Bengals' history too much.
1: Yeah, I, I think if anything, you are having those conversations. You're being honest with Joe Mixon. I mean, if you're you're talking like this at a combine behind the scenes, you're probably going to be completely honest to the running back of his future in Cincinnati. I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast. I'm going to be really surprised if they restructure his contract. I think they ask him. You're going to. They go in the room and say, "You want to take a pay cut." And if he says no, then maybe they decide you're going to be cut if you don't make this amount of money. Because the thing is the free agency class for the running back room, it feels pretty loaded. Personally, guys, you can. Yeah.
0: So I don't know about the Joe Mixon replacement in that. Like is a Devin Singletary a replacement that's cheaper? Maybe one guy I'm liking more. I look at it and he's older, so they might not go for it, but I think Jarek McKinnon gives you a little bit of that P Ryan around the same cost with explosion. He's not going to be as good in pass protection, but he was the chief's pass protection back. Everybody just mentions Pacheco as if he was taking 500 snaps this year. Well, sorry, a thousand snaps this year. He might've taken 500, but you know, he wasn't full time. He was the running, running back, you know, the rushing running back. They still brought him McKinnon as the passing down back. And he took that job from Clyde Edwards, who was a first round pick He's still pretty good and he's explosive. I saw him catch multiple 50 plus yard touchdowns. That's something this this Bengals team was missing in the passing game. It's something that you're like, P Ryan might be the best pass protection back in the entire NFL, but you dump him the ball and he's got six yards in front of him. He's getting seven, maybe six yards, seven yards. You'll hit the guy and fall forward eight yards, but he's not going to take that and go 70 yards. And that's something I think McKinnon could give you. The only issue is injury history and age. So that's the one guy that I'm liking a little bit in this class. I think he's cheap. I think he fits the P. Ryan mold because there's two ways to go about building the running back in the Bengals room, I think. It's to get a B. John Robinson built in a lab, take every snap, and then just have a guy come in for a few snaps uh, so he doesn't kill himself out there. And then there's also the split, which is what they did, but to add the explosive element, they have that split. It made sense. It worked, but let's just add a little bit of a little, let's just add a habanero pepper in there. <laughs> let's make this a little spicy. Let's let's let, let's let Burrow check the ball down and let the guy run 50 yards because there is probably nothing better for a quarterback to throw a six yard pass and watch the guy go 50 yards for a touchdown. Let's go. Whoo, that was easy. <laughs>
1: So now I'm looking for pass protection. Can you catch a ball? All that in my running, in my running back room when you look at these free agents or maybe they get it in the draft. I'm, I'm hoping a few guys maybe fall at 28, only one. Um, I just watched a mock draft from the NFL Network before we jumped on here and Robinson was going to the Chargers. And I don't like anything about that.
0: So. <laughs> I wonder what they're doing. I'm not in Charger land. So I wonder if Eckler is actually like a, a guy they're looking at like, well, maybe we can get cheaper because I don't see him as a ton better than Mixon, although he can pass protect a bit, not a ton, but a bit, and he's a better, well, Mixon's a good receiver. So I'm not going to say anything there, but you know, I, I wonder if the, these type of talks happen elsewhere where in my mind, which is probably what people think when they see Bengals, they see Mixon, they go, yeah, they're fine. Are they? Are are people in the Chargers room having this debate about, can we get cheaper at running back and draft B. John Robinson who can fit everything type thing? He's a modern running back. This is why I don't think Robinson makes it and I'm only I'm almost calling his floor the Buccaneers because could easily see that. They're like pick 19. It matches value, it matches need, it matches what they want to be. Could easily see that.
1: He's not gonna make it to 28. And I'm all about him now. And that's unfortunate. So I'm gonna act like he's not even available. He's gonna top 10 on the board. He's gone. Uh, but we'll see. I'm really pumped for draft night. Almost um uh, oh, two months away. It's almost here uh exciting well, stuff a month and a half yeah i was definitely uh I'm like wait a minute it's february 28th it's
0: technically still february for a day
1: so yeah you know maybe i'm in i'm in my february mode we're almost there we're almost there it's almost time for draft day and speaking of the draft i know you've been watching a lot of tackles we're gonna get to that next on it's always game day in Cincinnati.